Hey, hey, and welcome to the Tara Malil Show. Here is where we have incredible interviews and conversations with powerful, ambitious, and highly successful women. We hear about the start of their journey, how they got to where they are now, what were some of their biggest successes and most epic failures. And they also help share their expertise and tips for you to practically implement to help you along your entrepreneurial journey as well. Don't forget, we are here for you. So if you have questions that you want answered, please write in to tara at taramalel.com and we will make sure we get the best experts to answer those questions for you. We do that every Friday. Now, stay tuned. We have epic stories coming up. I am so fortunate to be here with Karen Maloney from Bluebeam Media. Sorry, I just, I temporarily forgot. I'm so sorry. I knew, I knew it was marketing. So Karen loves simplifying the complex. She has spent her 30 year career helping people understand how to use technology to automate tasks, improve efficiency and grow their business. Karen has worked with companies large and small across Australia, New Zealand, Asia, Pacific, UK, and Europe. I'm pretty sure that's the world. Um, (laughs) Her first business won 11 industry awards here in Australia and overseas for excellence in e-learning design. A self-confessed geek, we love geeks here, it's all good. Karen loves all things technology and she started her current business, Blue Bean Media, to help service-based business owners get digital marketing done and accelerate their growth. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Tara. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this. This is great. I am so, so impressed. Now, we met kind of... Um, Earlier this year, but I have to say it does feel like ages ago. I think so yeah. much has happened, right? So. I think we've all spent a lot more time online as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, I say to people, I've never been more social in my life. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to COVID. Thanks to COVID. I mean, look, if I don't have to really put pants on and I can still meet people, I'm all in. I'm yep. loving so totally I was do. fortunate enough to meet, you know, for us to connect through networking, love networking, guys. I can't tell you or emphasize how important it is with your business. So we met earlier and we connected on, on several points, but which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because I think the value that you offer, your passion and your vision um, for where you are going and, and what you want to achieve and how you want to help people, I thought was really um, admirable. And I just want to get more passionate business owners like you out there because you're doing such fantastic work. So yeah, I'm honored to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's nice to, <laughs> when you do something that you love, and other people get that you love it and it's helpful to people that's just such a sweet spot to sit in yes ticking boxes huh you're ticking boxes and I think it's it can sometimes take time to get there not necessarily because it's it's unachievable we have to go through hard hustle but I think for ourselves within ourselves it's almost having that confidence and that awareness to go no here is my spot and and I'm loving here you know, yes. having that that balance, doing what you love, finding the people that you love and really connecting on that kind of almost energetic level as well. 
Absolutely. And I think just giving yourself permission to do the thing that you love as well. I think there is, mm. I think we've kind of been brought up in a space where we've got to, you know, we've got to work hard, we've got to do the hustle, we've got to do the thing we think is going to make the money. Um, and we often deny ourselves that, those mm. pleasures of the things that really make us tick. Exactly. And I love that you said that. So this leads us now into, I want to hear a little bit about your background and how you got to this sweet spot that you found, how you got to this space, because I know it's been a bit of an up and down journey. I mean, like it has for all of us, but I know for you, and I love that you said that permission piece, I want to hear how you gave yourself permission to then end up where you are right now so if we can go back you've you've been in business for yourself for about 13 years yeah 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 so let's start what got you into having your own business starting your own business yep um well I was in the the training space I've been a training designer um, for most mm. of my career um so when I started work it was about the time of the windows revolution so you know we used to type and send memos around offices and things and I was around at that time where everything kind of went digital and mm. loved it and got into training um and I I contracted a lot through my career as a trainer uh, training mm. designer just for the variety you know we're generally a creative bunch so um moving around was always a good thing different companies yeah. different content that kind of stuff stuff um and I, I reached a point in my career well it was two things that drove me really one was I was fed up of, of getting jobs and working on projects where people would hire me for my expertise and what I could bring to the table and then you get onto a job and then we'd find that the timelines got squeezed and people started telling me what I was supposed to be delivering rather than the other way around mm. um, and I, I wanted more control over that and in, in running my own business I was able to say to clients well this is how we work if you want to achieve these outcomes this is how we're going to do it if you want to take pieces out of the middle it's not going to work for you mm. you know and, and you know so that ability to say no to jobs um, as, as well as do the great stuff you know and, and really have the ability to, to solve those problems and have control over solving those problems for clients. Um, the other thing that drove me was I wanted to start a family and I wanted to continue doing what I loved but I knew that staying in sort of the corporate space where I was and those kind of contracts I was gonna have to work long hours I couldn't really do it part-time and get the sort of work that I wanted so mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought the easy option was start my own business. Why not <laughs> have a baby? <laughs> Do that, you know. Because um, it all, I mean, it makes sense. So when you say it, you're like, this is just how, and then reality hits. Oh my gosh, so much. <laughs> so what I found, what actually happened then, because it all sounded really peachy until I had the baby. Um, <laughs> you know, because I was still able to work 15 hour days if I wanted, you know, doing what I loved. Um, but yeah, then it just became really difficult, you know, and I think obviously your priorities shift. Um, and particularly when he went to school, like I had some help while he was younger, but when he went to school and my work days shortened and stuff, that, that, that got really difficult because mm. so much of my business, I realized relied on me, relied on me to do the marketing and run the teams and, um, you know, deliver on the projects. And I needed another way to get my business out there and so I started looking into digital marketing because that was all starting to take off so this is probably about seven years ago seven eight years ago mm. um and being a bit of a you know a bit of a tech geek I mean that with the training stuff my, my business was e-learning like I've always loved the tech um so the, the digital space seemed to be 
fun to play in for me to learn about for myself for my business um, and I'm seeing I was seeing lots of parallels between the training world and the marketing world and it's really mm. interesting actually how they're they're converging more and more these days just with content and um, mm-hmm. but I mean essentially that you know both of those industries are around getting people to change behavior um, in some way shape or form so they're it was nice because I kind of, while it was a different field, it was one that felt very familiar to me in a lot of ways. Um, And I just enjoyed it. So I I learned Mm. more about it, um, just became a sponge for my own business, started to understand really how automated processes can help, um, you know, be keeping the word out there and be doing that marketing for you 24 seven while you're Mm. delivering on the service or playing with the baby or sleeping, sleeping. Oh my gosh. So I think for me, it was a way to kind of get that. I liked the, um, the approach of it around being able to, to take that erratic side out of a sales pipeline. You know, you have all those ebbs and flows. So when you're doing your marketing and then you're getting all the work in and then you get the work and then you've got to do the work. So the marketing stops and it's, it's really, really up and down. And so for me, I really liked how that kind of evened out that, that flow. Um, but I was just finding more that I was more interested in playing with the marketing than I was on delivering on my client work. <laughs> and um, I started helping people out. So there were friends of mine that started businesses around the same time or had been in business and just through conversation, you know, they would talk about struggles they were having. So I'd say, Oh, I can help you with that. And in the end they started paying me for it. And it's just become an evolution really when I realized that I was just enjoying I was enjoying working directly with business owners um, mm. and I felt like I could really make a difference in their world. Whereas versus my, my kind of corporate clients or my bigger clients where, you know, people didn't really care if they went to training or not um, versus the business owner that, you know, if we can make a little tweak that could actually make a massive difference to their bottom line and what they're trying to achieve with their business. So I think it was much more rewarding space to play in. So I took, the plunge last year and decided to go all in on blue bean wow amazing amazing and i always find it so interesting the people's evolution as well and how you know it's really a lot of the time it comes down to well seeing um seeing an opportunity and going hey i'm going to follow my interest into this space now and what would seem I like that you've drawn those parallels because what would seem really kind of a little bit random or or, or different because again you've got as as a marketer you don't necessarily have the typical or the stock standard sort of um trajectory into that space and I want to say to people that you know, anyone that's listening, and if you're thinking of going, well, I want to do something different, and it may seem like, you know, a 90 degree turn, it's like, that's, that's okay, as well, because we don't have to have the typical career path or progression to, to do what we love, or to, to follow our interests, and actually make something of that. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've got to tell you as well, like this last six months, I think, again, COVID's been responsible for all kinds of changes in our lives, you know. Um, But I think because everything sort of went a bit crazy at the beginning of the year, it gave me some time to sit back and have a look because what I was struggling with in this new business was, you know, I've got almost a 30 year career in training and here I am going, hey, I can help with your marketing. And people are like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I think we'll go Mm -hmm. to someone who's got a bit more experience. and what I have spent a lot of time doing is digging into 
my whys, my values, things that really drive me, my motivators, my brand, all of those things. Mm. And what it comes down to and why I included it in the bio for you was that my core value is simplifying the complex when it comes to technology. And mm. that has been, that's the common thread. That's the, for me, that's it. That's what, where my career started. Um, it's what my story is about. It's what I love doing. You know, when, when I can take that, burden off of a client's plate you know because mm. they are more interested in you know being an accountant or a lawyer or a consultant or whatever and, and I can just do that thing for them like that's what floats my boat mm. um so it's actually not sometimes I suppose, I suppose what I'm saying to people is sometimes it's not necessarily a big career a big tra trajectory because what's driving you is the core mm. values mm. Um, and that's been a really interesting exercise because I didn't think I didn't think I had a story. I didn't think that there was any connection there. And when I delved quite deep, I found there was. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, boom, this makes perfect sense. And now yes. that's given me the confidence to go out and talk about it on podcasts and, you know, <laughs> yeah. to actually really put my business out there. Um, yes. Because I am qualified. Like I, I've run the business. I, I get the problems that you're having and I've fixed them for myself. And now I want to help you do the same thing. That's awesome. And it's so true. It's so powerful. Um, when you do come from that purpose and you do come from your values and you're right, then I always say to people, what you do, like the physical expression of what you do is almost the least important or the least interesting part about you anyway, because it can be so random and so different. You know, I gave, um, a a webinar recently and I was showing people how, again, personal brand, and I'm sure you can speak more to this than I can, but how personal brand is um, not only like the latest trend, right? Only because people are now realizing how powerful it is, important. right? <laughs> yeah, like how important. And the fact that it was always operating, right? Yeah. Whether you knew your personal brand or not, it was still there operating. But, you know, I gave examples of uh, companies that are doing it so effectively. And so my example to people is always Michelle Bridges as a really strong, powerful personal brand. Whether you like her or not is, yeah. is irrelevant. But then when you actually, and when I started digging into what she actually does, I mean, people know her for sort of personal training and fitness stuff. So she's got that online program, but she also does kitchenware. She also has a shit ton of um, cookbooks, you know, and then she's got the activewear and the DVDs and the, you know, all this stuff that I kind of, for me, I was like, it almost seems a bit random. If you come from her personal brand and you understand who she is, then you go, oh, of course she would do cookware. But, then, but if you look for a kind of the other perspective going, oh, hey, I'm looking for a personal trainer. No one goes, I'm looking for a personal trainer who also does cookware. Like those, <laughs> you know, it's yep. like that doesn't go together. That doesn't make any sense. But again, suddenly you see her brand on it and, and you don't question it. You don't yep. think that that's weird. So, yeah, I find it, I find it so, so powerful. And I love to hear that you have done that for yourself and you found that common theme as well. And you're right. It does. You are an expert. You always were an expert, but until you kind of had that realization for yourself and find the joining pieces, then, you know, we don't always feel so confident to talk about that. We don't. And, and I think that's the thing I was talking about giving yourself permission mm. because I think when you understand that that's actually at the core who you are and what you're here for, 
that's the permission because it's like okay that's obviously that's that's what I need to do and that's what drives mm. me and what's gonna mm. make my business successful because it's what gets you up every day mm. exactly yeah. oh god and we need that totally. <laughs> especially now yeah. especially now yeah it's massive it's huge so tell me what do you see some of the as some of the biggest mistakes that business owners are making right now when it comes to their digital marketing because even though i know you said it, like you know you started diving into digital you know about seven years ago and we know that it's been around but i think conveniently um, some business owners ha have been able to avoid it and their business still function fine. It's really coronavirus, I think, that has shaken people up and gone, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, I really, I really do not, not only not plan for this, but I do not have anything to fall back on um, to, to kind of help me through this. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see happening? Are you growing a business? Is there too much confusion? Do you find yourself stuck and sucked in trying to figure out how to do this business stuff all alone? Well, you're not all alone. Come and join the WEN Women's Entrepreneur Network Summit from April 15 to 17, 2021. This three-day summit focuses on business mindset mastery. Make sure you check out when wen summit.com and just for the listeners of our show make sure you enter the promo code bring a friend and get your tickets for just one dollar that's promo code bring a friend for one dollar but i think the main one is really about diving into the tools or the solution or what you think is a solution first without mm. really understanding those foundational things about your mm. business. So the reason that I started looking into my brand and my why and my values and things was because I had, I just thought, oh, I just, I need a new website for Bluebeam. Mm. So yeah. I thought, okay, well, these are the things I need on it. So I got the website guy on it and I got the copywriter guy on it and what they gave me back just looked really stock standard and like <clears throat> pretty much any mm. other digital marketing website out there. Um, <clears throat> I'm still not there by the way. So if you go to my website, today, <laughs> bear with, bear with, I'm, I'm still on a journey. That's but, all right. It, it takes time. But, um, but, but just, I realized then was like, I said to my husband, I said, look what they gave me. He said, but they gave you what you gave them. Yeah. And mm. I went, okay, so I need to look at what that is because I said, well, it's, it's not, it's not saying anything about me. It's got no personality. It's got no this. Mm. And he said, but what does, what does that look like? And I thought, okay. Um, so I, I made the mistake of just going straight into the, I need the tool. I need the solution. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I see a lot of businesses do is like, I need more leads. I'm going to run Facebook ads. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand some of the basics about your business, about your brand and what you stand for, who you're talking to, where mm. they're hanging out, what their pain points are, how you solve those pain points um, and <clears throat> what their interests are and how to connect with them on, on that level. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at it or how many posts you put on Facebook and how many likes you get, you are not going to turn that into money. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a few core things. There. So one is, is, you know, really understanding your own brand. So the yeah. brand is, is not a logo. 
Um, mm. You know, the logo comes from the work you do about what the brand stands for, which involves yeah. diving into yourself. It's, it's the hard stuff, right? Which is the thing, yeah. you know, not many people do it. Mm. So it's, it's the brand. Um, <clears throat> and when you, when you work on your brand and you really understand, again, like the, the values and what's at the core of that, it's not just about the marketing. That's about then every experience that your client has for that brand. Like, what's your brand promise? Um, you know, mine is that we will help you get digital done. That's it. You know, and that, mm. that can mean a whole host of things to different people. But when you come to us, that's that's what you will leave with an experience. Um, it also helps you with recruiting people and building yeah. a company culture. Like when a lot of people I'm sure listening to this will be, you know, having dreams of building a big business. You know, you've got to get these foundations right at the beginning. Um, so understanding like the company brand and getting that messaging really, really clear to start with. Um, client personas as well. I, and I mean, really dig deep into your client personas. Like people are kind of, oh, my, you know, my target is a woman who is aged, you know, whatever, and has two children and lives in blah. That is mm. not your persona. You've really got to dive into the psychographics, like what motivates those people? What kind of, what's an average day look like for them? Mm. Um, <clears throat> you know, where are they hanging out? What conversations are they having? And really understanding who they are, like putting yourself in their shoes. And then you can create content, things that talks to them. Um, you know, that's really where you, you're going to get your bang for your buck. So there are a lot of, there are, um, if you look up Chief Martech, you will find in digital landscape, you will find that there are over 8,000 tools available to help you market your business. Oh, like, that's great. Yeah. yeah guys, I'll put it. links to those. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the show notes. Cause I think they will be really helpful for people. Yeah. But I think, but I think understanding that like, you know, there are new tools popping up every day and with every tool, there's a whole host of self-proclaimed gurus who have, killer methodologies for putting those tools out there and you know there are some that are bona fide and great um, and really know their stuff but if you you know you multiply those two things together there's a massive state of overwhelm and I think everybody like I said particularly with COVID now people have kind of gone oh I've got to get online so they start researching stuff and because they've researched something that's what starts showing up in their feeds in Facebook and then they see an ad and then they buy a thing and you know because you don't know who you're talking to or where they are and all those basic things, it just isn't going to work well for mm. you. You might have a, a little bit of success, you know, you might get some sales, but really and truly, if you can just take a little bit of time to just dig into those basic, like those foundational pieces of marketing mm. and then everything else will get better for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like take the time, put in that work now because then everything else kind of flows from there it and, does. and yeah. And it'll be, the results will come a lot faster rather than just pissing around with Facebook ads. Yeah. That yep. drives me insane. <laughs> As someone who has spent time pissing around with Facebook ads, I can tell you it doesn't work. So it's fine. <laughs> um, okay. So then it, we're talking about, you know, started talking about gurus and I'm with you because it can be so dangerous because every other man and his dog is a, a marketing person. And I say that um, because you're on here as a marketer, but I could say the same thing as every other man and his dog uh, is a business coach as well, or a leadership coach, you know, like there's the, 
there's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff and there's a lot of people doing a lot of great stuff, but there's sometimes just an equal amount of people doing really terrible stuff, mm. like bad, bad marketing, bad advice, or, or they honestly bitten off more that they, they can chew because they've gone, well, this is what I should be doing, bringing it back to where we started this. This is what I should be doing. So I'll say I can offer this. I mean, one of the slogans that I keep seeing from, um, you know, mums in business or digital marketers or business coaches is like, get the 10K months work with me and you'll get 10k months. I see it all the time. It's 10k, that's the number, 10k months. This is what you'll be hitting and it's and it's crap. Like it, it may be, it may work for for some people but it really depends on on the industry like you know this there's so many variables but Shame. it's that kind of marketing and this stock standard um, almost outrageous kind of claims that can be really really damaging so mm. then what is your advice or, or I guess what are some questions then that people need to be asking to really help them decide which digital marketing company person coach guru should they go with what are some sort of basic questions that they need to really dive into to to know that they're getting quality yeah Look, I think before they ask questions I think having having done that initial work and understanding if you, if, you say, if, you, if you know what your company's about, what your clients are about, what you're trying to achieve, where they're mm. at in that buying journey, mm. like you, you need to go in before you ask questions, go in and be informed yourself. So really understand your business and what you're trying to achieve, because then the question to ask is how can you help me get there? So mm. if, if you know that, you know, this is where you're at with your sales at the moment and you want to be increasing you know, the number of leads that you're getting or the number of conversions that you're getting, like what is, what are you actually yeah. wanting that person to do for you? So be really clear on that. So, mm. I mean, it's like, you know, with, with, if you're running just Google ads, for example, if, if I went into running Google ad for myself or a Facebook ad or whatever, there's a campaign goal. And I think mm. quite often when we go and ask for services outside of that digital space, we don't necessarily identify a campaign goal and the, and the, providers who are not that great won't ask you because they're just quite mm -hmm. happy to take your money and just keep running those campaigns for you or doing whatever it is they want to do for you. Mm. So I think um, asking and say, this is where I want, this is what I want to achieve. How can you help me get there? Who else have you done this for? And are there any case studies that I can see where are the testimonials, like where's the proof that they've mm. done it? Um, because that, that will weed out a lot of those, you know, self-proclaimed, gurus in particular spaces i mean and look sometimes clients will ask me to do things i mean they're, they're people that i have worked with generally but they'll say look hey i'm looking to do this if i haven't done it for them i'll be honest and just if i haven't done it for anybody i'll say look i haven't done it before but i've got a fair idea of what i need to do how about we work out something on price while i learn and you know you get yeah. what you need um and we'll go from there so i mean yeah that's maybe something to consider but i think just be really clear on what it is that you need to achieve um, and asking how they can help you do that. I think is, is mm. a really good start point because a lot of time people, especially when, because we're in a technical space, right? Anything digital, if that's not your world, because it, it's my world, I love it, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and I, I just, 
I'm just consumed by everything technology. Um, but that is so not the case for the majority of business owners. And I think it's really easy to kind of hand over to the experts. I have a client who um, she's not technically minded. She's an awesome consultant in her space. Mm -hmm. She's a very smart lady, but tech isn't her thing. And she came to me by accident um, and I've helped sort some things out, but, but she's gone through three different website providers because they don't talk to her in a language that she's understanding and she doesn't know what questions to ask. Um, and that it's really difficult. So, I mean, in terms of a list of questions, like it would just depend on what you want to do. But I think if you understand what you need the outcome to be. Mm, um, that's a really good start. Yeah. It is. Be very like clear. She, yeah. yeah. But she was like, I need a website. She knew she needed a website, but she wasn't sure what the website was supposed to be doing for her. Yes. So it was really easy for people to lead her down a path and say, well, we need to do this and we need to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, look, at the end of the day, if you're not sure what you need, there's plenty of places you can go for help, like Business Mastery Tribe mm -hmm. um, and places like that. You know, that's what those groups are for, is to ask those questions, say, hey, you know, like, I know I need a website. What, what is it that I need to be looking for my website to do for me? That's it. That's it. And really understanding what are those kids, you know, I guess all business owners know that, well, I need to do marketing, like do marketing. Do marketing is so but huge. It's so massive, isn't it? There are so many different parts. And uh, yeah, it's knowing a website is an important part but it is one part, you know, just like logo, it's an important part, but it's one part. So knowing what is, like you said, what is the outcome? What is the function of each of these? And, and what do you want to achieve by having each of these or optimizing each of these or having someone to work on it? Yeah, I think that's hugely important. So important. All right, I have one more question. So, cause I know you've got, I mean, and these have been amazing tips and I know you've got some really awesome thoughts around this one. So we spoke about, I know you work with service-based businesses and it, being a service-based business, it is, it's that those highs and lows because you spend time on marketing, but when you're marketing, you're not doing your service. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing the service, you're not marketing. So it's just highs and lows. So we are really particularly service-based, we're time poor. So what can people do to get more marketing done in less time? Or to have it work while while we're sleeping. Yeah, I think you've really got to understand, and, and I'm I'm just going to keep going back to all these things I've just talked about. Is mm. is understanding those those foundational pieces about your business. So what is it that you need your marketing to achieve? Because again, like I say, to I I always have people come to me saying, you know, I need help with my marketing. What does that mean for you? Mm. Um, so understanding like what is your customer journey what place in that customer journey needs optimization and then focus on that stage. So we work with an eight step um, customer value journey that takes people from, you know, being um, sort of aware of your business through to being the raving fans. Right. So, yeah. but understanding where in that, you know, where, where needs help. So if you are getting lots of awareness online and then you're getting lots of attention and engagement with your socials and then you're getting conversions maybe people are getting onto your email list but then they're not converting that's where you need to put your attention mm. so i think first of all understand where you need to be doing your marketing mm. um and, and what needs attention because then you'll know i think i, I think everybody's trying to do everything you know they're, they're trying to do the social media and they're trying to build a new lead magnet and then set up some things over here and like and, mm. and get clients to get testimonials and stuff it's like you know you can only do one thing at a time 
yeah. um, do that one thing and measure. Yeah. Um, but I think when you know what that thing is, then you can look at how you can automate it. I think mm. that's the, the, the beautiful thing about digital is that there are tools out there that can do this stuff for you. I mean, yes, mm. it needs input, but if you have those foundations there, you know what the inputs need to be. Mm. Um, so, you know, you don't need 15 different lead magnets out there. You don't need to run 25 different Facebook ad campaigns. Just pick one thing, um, focus on that thing and get it right and measure it um, mm. and see what you need to do. And when you've got that thing right, then you move on to the next thing because otherwise you're just going to be spending money and just just yes. burning cash burning cash burning yourself out mm. um but i think automation is the key you can automate so much things like online appointment booking um you know that has just changed my life in the last mm. three years um you know <laughs> and, and awesome? <laughs> the clients love it like i mean because i think initially i was a bit I'm concerned about sending out the thing and say hey you know here's a link to my calendar you pick a time sort of thing but yeah. it was a bit cheeky um, but people love it because they can just do something that suits them and it get it gets it done. So yes. not only are you saving not time. Yeah, not, not only are you saving time, but you're also closing the gap between making that contact and actually getting people in. So just something as really simple as that um, can help, you know, your time. So I think we need to be smarter. Like there are tools out there, um, and that's the thing that enticed me into technology in the very beginning was what it can do to make our lives more efficient. It's there to make our lives more mm. efficient. So look at where are you spending a lot of time? What's draining your time um, when it comes to, you know, admin type activities and marketing mm. activities. If it's social posting, there are tools to do that for you as well. Yes, you need to have input to them, but it can make the process a whole lot easier and you can do a month of post in a couple of hours max. Yeah. You know, yeah. from your sofa with a glass of wine watching TV. Like it's just... <laughs> It's possible, the seriously. Best way to do things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> best way to business. Yeah, that is fantastic. Karen, oh my gosh, so many amazing and valuable tips. So guys, I'm gonna put um some of those links of the the things that we've mentioned, some of the tools that we've mentioned, um, and the places you can go. So don't worry, make sure you're writing down all these tips. Karen, can you tell people if they want to reach out to you, if they want to follow you, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as Karen Maloney. I'm an M-O Maloney, M-O-L-O-N-E-Y, not an M-A Maloney. <laughs> um, and also website is bluebeammedia.com.au. Excellent. Awesome. And I put those links as well in the show notes. Karen, it has been so wonderful chatting to you. Thank you for your time. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Hey team, thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and you rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Every little bit helps. I'm so excited to be sharing this journey with you. Love some feedback and we'll see you next time.